गुरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए ग्रंथरा श्रीमद् भागवतम की जाए गोर भक्तवृंद की जाए गोर प्रेमानंद This morning we begin to chapter 23 Yesterday we discussed a few verses that from the end of chapter 22 that lead into chapter 23 by way of Krishna's glorifying the uh, the trees hmm, from which he through which he 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 of course instructed all of us um, and brought his friends from their simple and um, uh, well boyishness to some kind of sense of manhood and virtue and um, high high ideas and so forth, which are just not uh, typical uh, thoughts that people in the world in, in general have ideas of self-sacrifice and uh, what to speak of boys, hmm? uh, young, young boys not even adolescents. So he, he brought them there. Now, uh, there's there's a re- number of reasons for that. And he did so by way of speaking of the virtues of the tree, setting them as examples of selfishness, of givers, and so forth. And this, of course, he's, gonna, he's setting up a contrast between them and the Brahmins, uh, the wives, the husbands of the Brahmins engage in Vedic sacrifice, and so who are selfish, as we'll see. But also, um, he was able to suppress their hunger for the moment, because they had been gone for a long time, and uh, and by his own, Krishna's own enthusiasm to reciprocate with the bhakti of the um, yagnik uh, Brahmins' wives, the yagnaputnis after a long, long, long time of their um, lifetimes of worship and so forth, um, lunch was not uh, so much on his mind. So either they forgot to take the lunch, which seems hard to believe, or another arrangement was made by Krishna and lunch was sent, but to an area that he was not going to be there because he couldn't as well... This is a story, of course, as we go forward. Uh, we, we know that the coward boys come home full of stories, right? Uh, the, the slaying of monsters and, and all kinds of adventures and whatnot that had to be taken by the elders with a grain of salt. But this is a story they're not going to repeat. Mm-hmm. Just like the the four boys who were there for the... Um, Vastraharna leaves the steer along the clothes. That's something that not something they're going to repeat at home. So what is going to uh, occur? The main subject here: Krishna's interaction with and blessing, um, his blessing of the, uh, the wives of the Brahmins. This is an astonishing experience that is kept under uh, under cover and not shared with the elders, right? So, while Krishna has may have made arrangement, want to go early today, send lunch at this bower and this sub-forest and so forth. But he wasn't there. 
Mm. Seemed to be a miscommunication, but he had orchestrated the whole thing. Meanwhile, the boys, they should be hungry by now. Then again, there's no hunger in Brudge. There's no thirst. This is the transcendental reality of it, but there's hunger then at the same time within the context of a bhakti rasa. Right? Mm. And so he suppressed their hunger by giving them high thoughts to think about. And think, if you get hungry, you start thinking about yourself. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he's, he tells them about... This, the, 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 the showcases the virtues if, if, if in his own vision of the trees as givers and so on and so forth. So they're very much astounded by this and brought to some kind of like manhood where you're man up and uh, prepared to sacrifice for higher ideal and so forth. And so they move through the Ashok forest and and come to the Jamuna where, of course, uh, uh, the cows need to be watered. Hmm? And as the cows are watered, so the coward boys will also take water. It's, it's described in the text that they they took water with their hands. This is typically not the case for uh, people in general. They will take with a glass, a cup of some kind. But the boys, they want to be, and I think we heard a little about this this morning when we were reading about the uppercut leela, as cows are, so are we. With regard to Krishna's refusing to take shoes or take an umbrella. Cows don't have umbrellas. Cows don't have shoes. We're going with them. We, we want to be one with them. And so he refused such things that his mother insisted upon hmm, for his protection. So similarly, when the cows drank first, after the cows drank, then they drank hmm, with their hands to be similar to where the cows are taken without, without a cup. The implication there also is that they let the cows bathe first, but, their juna, but the Jumuna remained pure and pristine nonetheless, mm-hmm. for humans, if you will, to drink. And so some virtues of the Jumuna are alluded to, alluded to. And, uh, this is at the end of the previous, previous chapter. And from the Jumuna, Krishna takes them back to Ashokban, one of the sub-forests, right, within um, Vrindavan. And there's a, you can go there today, but there's a, there's a knoll there, a nice little knoll. Hmm? Knoll, a little rise in the, in the land, a little knoll. So he brought the boys there and settled them on the knoll, which would be the place where they would, he would ultimately meet the Brahmanis. And there... It is in that place then that um, all these high thoughts and everything uh, have dissipated and the cowards are back to their normal uh, selves, if you will. And um, so they address Ram and Krishna. Sri Gopa Uchu. The Gopas said, Ram Rama Mahabaho Krishna Dushta Nibarhanaha Eshavai Bharatek Shunnas Tachchantim Kartum Arhataha. So they, they, they here they glorify Ram and they glorify Krishna. They speak Ram's name first, and uh, this is uh, proper according to the Mariada, hmm? proper conduct. He's the elder brother, he's senior to Krishna, so they glorify him first. 
and they invoke his name, Ram. This is one of the names he's given at birth. Um, it means, um, it c- can mean who, who gives pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're saying, Ram, Ram, you have, you're very strong. Other, there are some other uh, manuscripts where instead of Mahabaho, it's Mahabiriya. You're very, very powerful. Here, Mahabaho means long arms. Same application. Right? You're very powerful. We saw this in the Denikasura Leela. We called you on it at that time. At that time, you had not done anything. And boasting about how you will protect Krishna in the forest. Um, uh, telling you so that she has nothing to worry about. I'll be there. Who can challenge me? We believe it, but we haven't seen it of you. So they pinched his ego at that time. The same phrase was used. Ram, Ram, Mahabaho. Oh, Ram, you've got big arms. What have you ever done? He had not slayed a demon. Hmm? He had not done anything to demonstrate his prowess. And Krishna had slain hmm, uh, Bakasur. Hmm? Not Bakasur, Vatsasur. Agasura, and he had something to do, it would appear, with Trinavarta's death, Putana's. There's a difference between those childhood slayings of demons and the, and the budding of boyhood and the slaying of demons where it becomes apparent that there's no way to get around it. Krishna did this, which is an example of his heroism, which is an, one of his qualities that serves as an Udipana for Sakirasa, something that will bring the Sakiras to the fore, to the to to, to, to the front, so to speak. Right? It's the purpose of the Udipanabhav. Therefore, it has, has a kind of a causal um, a quality. Hmm? So, you understand what I'm saying? Well, it, yes, Krishna killed Putin. We know that, but all it did was suck her breast, so everybody does it in the village has reason to think it wasn't Krishna. The cart fell, Shakatasura. They didn't know that Krishna kicked the cart over. Hmm? Cart fell and oh, he could have fallen on him. How terrible! But it didn't. So when he comes into, starts to move into his boyhood at the end of his Kumar Leela, then he's cowherding, calfherding, and and they start to see it. So they've seen that from Krishna, but they haven't they hadn't seen it from Ram at that time until the slaying of Denikasur, and they egged him on. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful chapter. So here the same. Uh, uh, Words are used, Ram, Rama, Mahabaho, and Krishna, Dushta, Nibarhana. And Krishna is the destroyer of the Dushta, of the wicked. So these are your, your virtues. Now there's some humor in here, in their play of words and so forth. You're the slayers of, you're very powerful, um, you give pleasure to others. Um, um, you, you, the younger brother, you're named Krishna. Which means there's a, uh, who who is who is the the Paramananda, hmm? the name for God, of course, right? Hmm? And we are completely identified with you, but we're feeling hunger. What's up? This shouldn't be happening. Hmm? This shouldn't be happening. Hmm? So they say, Eshavaibaratechunas. Tachchantim kartumarati. They say, you should be, they, they make a kind of a command to them. You should be remedying this problem. This shouldn't be happening. This isn't supposed to happen. Devotees are not supposed to go hungry. 
Nobody's supposed to go hungry. Mm. This is uh, they've, they've, they've underscored this as the biggest problem, hunger. Mm. There are all kinds of problems. Of course, if you don't have food, well, that's a big one. Eshavai means, mm. indeed, this is really a big problem, hunger. Mm. The world over, right? Mm. Here we'll learn that by, by Ram Nam, Mm. You can end all the hunger of the, of the world. <laughs> it's possible. Mm. Yeah. So they're uh, um, kind of in humor, challenging the boys, and their hunger by Leela Shakti is coming to the fore. Now, while it's coming to the fore, it's their own hunger, mm. but at the same time, they are so identified with Krishna that they're also thinking, and Ram, they're thinking that if we're hungry, they must be hungry. Hmm? So, this is the, when you look at it from the point of view of Prem, they have no selfish desire, but their own hunger is indicating to them, Krishna and I, Ram and Krishna and us, we're one. If we're hungry, they must be hungry. We cannot tolerate their hunger. Hmm? We're asking them to solve our hunger problem, but our concern is for their hunger hmm? at the same time. And they're making a... Uh, so they're totally now back, if you will, in boyhood. Hmm? And um, there's, as I said, there's some humor connected to this and there's some insistence on their part. Hmm? But, you, but you, you should be doing this. Hmm? And this is, a, this is a big thing for... In the world, general but Vaishnavas in particular, we sing in the morning, what do we sing? Chaturvidhasri Bhagavat Prasad. Saranariptam Hari Bhakta Sangham. And... That uh, the spiritual master is very pleased to see the uh, the devotees having prasadam. This was a big, big thing for Prabhupada. There's so many. When that you sing that prayer, if you knew Prabhupada, then so many pastimes will come in your mind, hmm? like having all the devotees in Australia one by one bring one gallon of ghee to the festival in Mayapur every year. They would bring so that all, not only all the devotees would be served nicely, but everything would be cooked in ghee. Hmm? <laughs> this is his idea, right? Uh, puris, halava, nice prasad. It was a very big uh, issue for him, appropriately so. He sometimes referred to Krishna consciousness, as he called it, as a kitchen religion. Hmm? Kitchen religion. Um, And when the devotees were, were were pleased taking prasadam, then 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 he was pleased. And in if you, if you go to earlier times in New York, he used to make gulabjamins, put them in a in a jar, and they would be his. What did he call them? Iskon bullets. Anybody feeling a little disturbed here? Have a gulabjaman. <laughs> that was his solution. <laughs> And they would take a glovejaman and they would get a sugar rush, I guess. And, and <laughs> but it was more than that. We had such faith in Mahaprasad. Hmm? Um, it was a big, big thing uh, because, in concern for Prabhupada, because his students previously were coming from meat-eating families and so forth. And to overcome that, he thought that it was, you know, could, be a, could be a challenge for his students. It really wasn't for most of us, a lot of us, like myself, we had already become vegetarians and it was something that was 
some sensibilities for, for, for ethical reasons that was surfacing. But um, I think that aside from, from that and in being even aware of that, he thought if they taste the, the blood of the cow in the form of the ghee, hmm, they'll give up the taste for eating the flesh of the cows. And he thought this was going to be a big, big challenge in the Western world. You know, you, you're in India, you're a sadhu, you hear things about the America or Europe, what it's like. You don't know entirely. You hear all the women are prostitutes over there. But they, they believe it. They have no other information to go where they Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but they see otherwise. And they go, oh, he's actually a devotee. It's not like that. Hmm? So, uh, so prasadam was a sec- his uh, secret weapon, right? So lo- Sunday love feasts, bring everybody to the feast. And uh, I remember I went to the first love feast because I was in San Francisco living in Haight-Ashbury at the time. And we were broke. <laughs> and so let's go, somebody, let's go to the, the Krishna temple. Over in, it was over in, uh, in the um, Mission District at that time of San Francisco. It was an old uh, funeral home hmm. turned into a temple. <laughs> it turned from death into life, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they made good temples. They were like they were nice, nice buildings. They made you know for for nice places too. Nice if you drive by and you see here's a beautiful cemetery. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful, expensive piece of land and a nice shrine and so forth for burying people. <laughs> so anyway, they turned it into a temple, um, and so. I think it was the first love feast that I, I, uh, I, I went to, and you know we went because there was free free meal there. Hmm? Right? Hmm. I had I'd met the devotees just in brief at the Woodstock festival. Hmm. I saw them there. They were they were uh, they, they looked like deers to me because when we were in trying to get to the festival, it got so it was so. The last mile or two, you had to walk. Couldn't take a car. That time, it was very hot in the middle of the day, and um, and some people were selling their tickets to people who were coming. It was free. It was declared a free concert at that point. They were that was un- uncool, I thought. And anyway, I saw these devotees, and they were just seemed to leap through the crowd boundlessly. I thought they like deers or something. They're handing out peacock feathers and incense and so forth. They showed up a couple places. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to them. But anyway, anyway, so everybody has a long and interesting story. <laughs> right? But um, but the love feast was a big big attraction. Right? In those days, you could you could have a vegetarian feast, especially if it had these exotic dishes like chutneys, pakoras, all the variety of tastes and so on and so forth. And talk about reincarnation and Krishna's the supreme personality of God. You're not God. Hmm? Anti-Mayavad. Chant Hare Krishna and people would join hmm? in droves. <laughs> it was a, a, a particular time. Right? It was just uh, probably was just sent to take advantage of and get a lot of traction for Gaudiya Vaishnavism uh, in the Americas, North America, and from there other parts of the, of the world. But Prashadam was his secret weapon. Hmm? He used to tell us um, householders that they should uh, cook at home and after preparing and offering to the deity, go outside and shout three times, is anyone hungry? Anyone hungry? Anyone? Take Prashad. So 
I used to do that in my apartment across the street. <laughs> One day I invited Prabhupada to come to my apartment for taking lunch. Yeah, and then, but his secretary said, you can't invite him to come like that. I said, what do you mean? He's my guru. I don't know. He's so he, he mixed it, but um, I think Prabhupada would have come. <laughs> So anyway, was a was a uh, prasadam was a huge affair, and so we had great faith in Mahaprasadam. In the early days in Los Angeles, we would get a piece of wax paper uh, was the, our plate, and they put oatmeal on it, a big nice big piece of ginger, a couple of uh, about six or eight what it was chickpeas, so a couple of pieces of uh, of um, orange, something like that. And you had to eat the oatmeal before it melted the plate, <laughs> and the and the egg, the, you know, just pop a piece of, um, what did I say, ginger. And it was very exotic, different. And then they would come around. Someone would come around with the mahaprasad. Hmm? Oh, and everybody was just paying obeisance and get a little piece of a bakor or a piece of burfi. It was a huge thing. So we had such faith in mahaprasad, and it was very, very telling, very powerful, hmm? compelling, and the deity worship. This was a big things for Prabhupada uh, uh, established. I think the deity worship is a is a characteristic of this God, highest quality of deity worship you can find there still today. But the Mahaprasadam, it was such a big deal. For me, it became very interesting because at a certain point, Agabha the Ramasar made a competition that whoever would distribute the most books that week would get the deity's Mahaprasadam for lunch. The deity's plate, the whole plate, like like Jagannath's plate. There were three plates. You could get Jagannath's plate, Gornathai's plate, or Rukmini and Dorkatis's plate. So there was only a couple of us going out, so I thought, well, I'll try for that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I won again and ran. Remember Vishal? Yeah. He used to win. He was quite heavy set, and he really liked that Mahaprasadam. And I started winning, and boy, was he upset. So then he used to, he got a little welfare check somehow, maybe Social Security, he was a little older. And then he used to buy books secretly and give them out and say that he sold them so that he could win the Mahaprasadam. <laughs> anyway, for Mahaprasad, it's okay. Right? But he was found out. Right? No, The way he was found out was, was that I still distributed more books than him. Hmm? Then he was frustrated and told me. <laughs> what he was doing. That's not a problem. Here, take some prasadam. Right? Yeah. So I get the plate every day. Hmm. I was getting the plate every day and, and I was thinking, this is the power by which I can go out and sell the books. I'm getting the power from this. Hmm. So I would be very careful to eat everything on the plate and, and so forth. But after a while, I found that my my thinking started to change hmm, by the power of Mahaprasadam. Hmm. And I thought, I'm thinking I'm getting the power from this. This, this is what I actually thought. We had there's no there was no Chaitanya Charitamrita at the time or anything like that. Where there's a similar story. I'm not comparing myself to Raghunath Das, but I had similar thoughts that came in my mind. I'm thinking that I'm getting this Mahaprasadam and it's giving me the power, but actually I'm just keeping it to myself. I'm selfish. I will get if I really want power, I will give this Mahaprasadam to other devotees. That's what I should do. Hmm? So then I took the, got the plate, and I would distribute the plate to all the devotees. Hmm? And then I would wait 
till everyone ate, and then before I ate anything, this was like Los Angeles, so the weather was clement, and oftentimes the devotees would take lunch outside on the lawn and, and so forth. I would go and I would find any prashadam that fell anywhere hmm? in the course of eating, and I would collect that, put it on a plate, and then I would pay my respect to that, and I would honor that, and only after that, then I would take my meal. So this is this is the real power, you see, of Mahaprasad. It can make you think like this. Hmm? Hmm? It's we don't. W- there is no hunger in Gaudiya Vaishnavism because we don't eat. Hmm? We honor Mahaprasad. Right? What a beautiful thing. It's like Uddhava in Bhagavatam. He says in the 11th canto, he says, oh, and my renunciation is that I wear the vestments of Krishna. Now, Krishna was a prince. You can imagine how royal and uh, uh, um, what high quality fashion uh, attire he had. So the hand-me-downs of Krishna were given to Uddhava, and he said, "This is this is our this is my renunciation." And, and he's of course comparing this to the renunciates, the, the naked naked uh, sannyasins, right? Mm-hmm. The what are they called? Nagababas coming down from the Himalayas naked. Hmm? I remember one was saw one. I didn't see him, but Brindaranya saw one in Vrindavan. And he started chasing her. <laughs> Blonde girl from America. She, she had so-called Nagababas. There may be some real Nagababas, right? Hmm? That's not what Nagababas are supposed to do. So, like Sugadeva, the original Nagababa, but of course he was a Vaishnav. Hmm? Anyway, so, <laughs> so, so Uddhava say, this is our, my renunciation. Hmm? And it's really a very beautiful idea because it's one thing to stop taking, as I often say, exploiting, which is the realm of karma that has implications. If you take, you owe, and so you perpetuate material existence. So if you get wise to that, um, then you, you, you stop taking. That's moving from the karma marg to gyan marg. Hmm? Now there's no there's no um, there's no knowledge in karma. Hmm? There's only action, hmm? and in gyan there's no action. There's only knowledge, because hmm? now you have knowledge that action in relation to object of the senses for senses satisfaction is a problem. It's a recipe not for happiness, but for suffering. Hmm? And what little happiness I get from the things that I acquire, I attach to, will be turned into sadness when they're gone. Hmm? So this is some just very insightful but basic uh, idea of Indian wisdom, of gyan, right? So in in karma, we move without knowledge. And in gyan, we have knowledge, so we don't move. We can become a contemplative. Hmm? We stop taking, hmm? but we so we move from it's mine to it is I. Hmm? We think the things are important. Let me get them, and I'll become bigger and better and more whole by acquiring them. Hmm? So we think it's about things. But when you see through that illusion, you think, it's about me. I am more whole 
than all the things put together. I am of another nature. So we go from my consciousness to I consciousness. And unless you go beyond I consciousness, uh, you'll go back to my consciousness. Hmm? How can you go beyond I consciousness? Hmm? You have to come, you have to go to, uh, it's not about me, it's all about him. Hmm? And then you can, you can, if you don't do that, means if you don't factor bhakti hmm, into your spiritual pursuit, even if you have high I consciousness, Bhagavatam says, you fall down from there. Hmm? Because bhakti is the is the visa to go to the other, to, to beyond the gunas. Hmm? It is near guna itself. Sattva guna by sattva guna you can know the self. Hmm? But by sattva guna and such self-knowledge you, you can't leave material existence. Hmm? So, in course, in a, in a, if you if you factor bhakti in as it should be, just as the just as the reasoning is there, why should I chase after things when I myself am more whole than all the things in the world put together? Okay, that's intelligent. Hmm? Let me be wise and not pursue things, but pursue the self. Hmm? But then, if you learn what the self unto itself hmm, is not whole. Because it's connected to another. It's a part of another. And its full potential is, 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 is to have a relationship with it. That's what it's all about. Jivera Sorupoi Krishna Nityadas. Dasabhuta Hare Guna is the position of the Jeep. It's meant to serve Bhagwan. It exists only for that purpose. This is its nature. When it's uncovered. Hmm? So if we don't recognize, so if we recognize this, if we understand this, just like oh, well, the more knowledge you get, the easier it is to to give up things. Hmm? So the more you get the sambandhagyan, hmm? knowledge in relation to bhakti, in relation to Bhagwan, then the easier it is to is to give up the self, hmm? even. Hmm? And in the full sense of the term, then fully bringing bhakti into our life. This is the Braj bhakti. This is what these gopas are experiencing. They're experiencing not that I'll improve by getting things, not that I'm bigger than all things, hmm? not that I'm part and parcel of him, partially, but more, not that I'm his, but he's mine. This characterizes, but we're back to minus, minus, hmm? right? Hmm. At the other end of the spectrum. So that if you go far enough to the right, you end up going to the left, right? Hmm? So it's something like that. So there's my on the one hand, thinking about things, and he is mine. Hmm? He is mine. Hmm? This is the, the characteristic of praying. Now, there are different degrees of that, and so on and so forth. But we distinguish prem from even ba- mukti as a result of bhakti, which any kind of mukti uh, requires. But mukti in vaikuntha, typically the thought is there, I'm his. Hmm? Hmm? But therefore we distinguish our 
prayojan, our goal, from other sampradayas, uh, by way of saying it's not mukti, it's prem, and the prem is characterized by what we see in Braj. In the broad sense of minus, he's ours. He's part of our village. Hmm? Hmm. Um, he's my son. How's that? You sort of think he's my son. Hmm? Right? The cows are think cowherds are thinking he 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 and, he and I are we're we're one. Hmm? There's a kind of minus in in obviously in in, in Madhurya Bhav too. Um, that's another thing where there's a differentiation between Madhusneha and Gritasneha. Uh, but that's a different topic. Hmm? The broader sense, I just want to distinguish from that for those who are aware, listening, but the uh, general and, and overriding, if you will, even I think uh, we could say the Sruplakshan of the Prem that we are pursuing is that it's characterized in this way by sense of he is mine hmm? minus hmm. how do we get there from talking about prashad hmm? Hmm. Hmm. so if we take Mahaprasadam we honor it then I was saying that what I was saying is that we don't eat we only honor prashad. These are, this is Vaishnavism. So there's no, there's no problem for us. We honor prashad and we give prashad to others. Hmm? Right? This, this is the life of the devotee. So there's no hunger for the devotee. But hmm, here we find hunger in the context of the leela, and they're thinking Krishna's hungry. We're hungry. Krishna must be hungry. The two of us are one. Right? Hmm. He's mine, another way of saying he and I are one. He, he must be hu- we're hungry, he must be hungry. So, in Prem, hmm, they're demanding of him and even challenging him. You know, we, we've seen it, we've heard it, you know, okay, but I could have slain Nagasur too. Hmm? And they're right. They're right, they could have. We would think, what? I told us to, I said, I can't believe that, that the coward boys could have slain Bakasur, Agasur. You don't understand who they are. (laughs) (laughs) Who are these people? What is their power? They have the power to control Krishna. What is an Agasur or Bakasur? But by the, for the, because, of course, these are wonderful feats of Aishvarya, if you will, in the Prakat Leela, but that's being orchestrated by Leela Shakti, that Krishna kills them rather than the boys, hmm, so that we can know that he's Swayam Bhagwan. Hmm. They could have done it. They're proud that he's done it. They'll glorify him that he did it. But they can also think, we, we could have done it. And they're thinking, you know, we say these things about you, we're saying them now, but what is the proof? You've killed this demon, that demon, another demon, hmm. but you cannot do away with hunger. That's the real demon, they said. Hmm. For young boys, especially, out in the forest, where we get energy to play, hmm. they're saying, this is a bigger demon than all the demons you've slayed. Hmm. Hunger. Hmm. That's what they're saying here. Hmm. And if you want to really live up 
to the epithets which we're invoking in glorification of you and praise of you, then you had better, they said, you ought to do this. You better do this. Otherwise, we might have discounted what we said. Ram, Ram, Mahabaho, and I'm hungry. Krishna, 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 what is it, Dushta, Nibarana. Maybe, but you have not slayed hunger. So, <laughs> this is the thinking, right? Then, Sri Sukhavacha, Sukadev continues the narrative. He says, Iti vignapito gupaya Bhagavan Devaki Sutta Bhaktaya Viprabhariya Prasidan Idam Abravet. So, thus entreated by the cowherd boys, Bhagavan Devaki Sutta. Bhagawan, who is the, the son of Devaki, he says again, Bhagawan, who is the son of Devaki, because this is uh, the thinking too mature, immature. Not everyone thinks he's Bhagawan, but he's thinking of his bhaktas there, and as I've said earlier, whose who's bhakti has reached a point now where it, it warrants that have union. Their separation has reached a point that Krishna cannot tolerate his separation from them anymore. Separation that fosters the union. The whole Prakat Leela in one sense is Paritranaya Sadhunam. Other things go on. Vinashaya Traduskritam Dharma Samstapanartaya He establishes Dharma. He deals with the miscreants. But Paritanaya Sadhana. Now what, what what kind of protection? This means protection of the devotees. What kind of protection do devotees need? Hmm. Right? They need to protect it from the pangs of separation. Hmm. This is their only problem. They have no hunger, they have <laughs> right? no problem. They can tolerate anything. But this becomes intolerable. And as it becomes intolerable for them, the Prakat Lila manifests. There are always sadhakas in the world. Hmm? There's always enough reaching this point where it's necessary. And then they, so Krishna comes, manifests the Prakat Leela, and those sadhakas take birth in the sadha, in, in, in that Leela. And at some point, then they they meet with him, hmm? right? Uh, we, we we see it in the Rasa Leela. We've seen it now in the in the Vastraharana Leela. And now the yagnik, uh, the brahmanis, yagnik brahmanis, yagnapatnis. Hmm? So Bhagavan Devaki Sutta. Bhagavan means well, God, right? Hmm? And Devaki Sutta means son of Devaki. So again, in Mathura, there is more sense of Krishna's Aishvarya that takes precedence. So we can see it in even Nanda. Excuse me, in even in Vasudeva and Devaki. Hmm? Vasudeva and Devaki are the parents of Krishna. Immature, but when he's born hmm, and manifests four arms, what kind of birth is that? Hmm. That's obviously not a birth, and Vasudeva is not dumb. He could think, this, this is, this is, God has manifested, and so many prayers are there, right? Hmm. Prayers of Vasudeva and Devaki. Hmm. When Krishna is born in Mathura, excuse me, in Vrindavan. He doesn't have four arms. Hmm? 
There's no prayers. There's praise. The king's got a son. Nanda's got a son. Big celebration and so forth. So the obviously the, the the point here is that the, the, the nature of the prem, the Vatsalya prem in this case of Vasudeva and Devaki, is not as intense as that of Nanda Nishoda or Rohini. Hmm? Hmm. Not intense enough that if Krishna starts to manifest Aishvarya, hmm, it will push back on that Aishvarya and turn that Aishvarya into Madhurya conceptually. Hmm? We see it also in Arjuna, who's also a friend of Krishna, but now he's a metropolitan friend, a Pura, uh, from, 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 the, from the city. When, so when Krishna shows himself in the Gita to be the, everything inside of him, the Sakyarasa of Arjuna recedes to the background and there's some reverence comes. Not that he loses his Sakyarasa, but this display of Aishvarya causes his preem to, to sh- shrink back. And he says, oh my God, Hey, hey, Saki, hey, Krishna, hey, Yadav. I called you so many names. So many names I called you. <laughs> we'll speak of the names that Arjuna calls him. You should hear what they call him in, Bra- in Vrindavan. Hmm? They're not even written in the scripture. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> it's enough if you know, hey, Saki, hey, Yadava. Hey, y- that's disparaging. Hey, you're Yadava, Arjuna is saying. Hmm? Hey, Hey, Saki, I sat on the same bed with you. Oh, my God, and you're God. How could I do that? I might have made offense, something like that. Well, the names that they call him in Brudge are worse than that, mm-hmm. way worse than that. And they don't ever make, they don't ever think they've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Or it, it, it was, it was in, inappropriate. So such is their, their intimacy. Mm-hmm. I've told the story before. It comes to my mind now. It's worth repeating how um, um, when these boys... Uh, sport in the forest as they do. Um, they, as th- as they come into boyhood and their intelligence starts to manifest more than in childhood, then they invent games. Right, they're very creative. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have many different games with balls, which they use fruits for. Mm-hmm. Grapefruits, oranges, amalakis, this one, that one, different types of fruits. Right. So they make up ball games. And in ball games, Brahma is the best. Uh, Balaram is the best. Very dexterous. No one can handle the ball, whatever shape, better than than Balaram. So, on one occasion, they made up a game, and the game was that everybody gets a ball, and you have to throw it at the other person. And if someone gets hit by a ball, they're out of the game. Hmm. One is left standing, who didn't get hit by a ball, is the winner. So everybody's throwing balls at one another, or some of them are teaming up temporarily, right? All right, we'll make a pact. The three of us will we'll, we'll charge Balaram to defeat him. Of course, if there's only three left, then they'll go against one another because only one standing left, not hit by a ball, is the winner. Sounds like fun, huh? <laughs> so they are throwing balls at, at, at one another. And, um, and uh, Krishna's a little hard to, de- to defeat, so some of them make a pact. Hmm? Right, and a plan. Uh, while Balaram is is best at handling the balls, no one is as fast moving as as Krishna. Very agile. More, he's more agile. Hmm. So they make a plan, and that is that four boys will go behind a banyan tree and hide there, hmm. and then a bunch of us, all of us. 
we'll get together and we'll throw balls at Krishna, chase him towards the towards the banyan tree. Hmm? And even if we miss, with our balls, we'll be standing ready to throw us and the four will come out from behind the tree and hit him with the ball. Hmm? And so they do this in Krishna. Krishna calls foul. Hmm? Says, this is unfair. Hmm? Yeah. Foul. <laughs> and he asks Balaram, you should be the referee. This is a foul. This is unfair what they've done. Hmm? And he says, why, are they, why is it unfair? He says, because I, I'm the son of a king. I can't be treated like this. I, I should have get deferential treatment. Hmm? And they've ganged up on me. Hmm? Boo! Oh, that goes over like a lead balloon. Oh, you think you should have deferential treatment. Hmm? We'll tell you what we think about that. Tie him up to the banyan tree. That's what they did. They tied him to the banyan tree, disqualified him from the game, hmm? and went on playing. As he stood tied to the tree, watching and weeping and weeping and weeping. Hmm? Now the question is, why was he weeping? Hmm? Why was he weeping? Hmm? He was weeping not because he was kicked out of the game. Hmm? He was weeping because he said to himself, Today I have attained Sakirasa. I'm being treated equally hmm? by everyone. Hmm? My old sense of any, any, dif- any difference from them has completely been destroyed. I've attained now this, I- this, this ideal. Hmm? So beautiful. Right? So, such is the intimacy of Sakirasa. Hmm? And, and they called him out here. Now, we should not be hungry. You should be feeding us. And so, Sukadeva says, what? Then, um, that um, Krishna, so Krishna speaks out. Now, Bhagavan uh, Devaki Sutta. So, Bhagavan Devaki Sutta, these words are used because the whole, the whole reason that they're there, again, is coming to the fore, right? Hmm? Because these uh, Yagnapatnis, they're in Mathura, they're, they're the sense of Krishna's a little more that he's God and um, and they've come from Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam. This is kind of central to their sadhana for yugas and yugas, right? There they are. There he's thought to be the son of, of, of Devaki. Hmm? It's again, it's a reference to their prem, hmm? the sensibilities that they're coming out of from Matura, right? Hmm? Or surrounded by. Hmm? And and the idea that he's Bhagawan refers to also the words that are used by Sugadeva because he knows. He says, well, why is he going there anyway where he's called Devaki Sutta in that vicinity? Because he's Bhagawan, which means he knows something that everybody else doesn't know. What is that? He knows Bhaktiaya Viprabhariyaya Prasidan Idam Abravit. He knows because he's Bhagawan about the bhakti, hmm? bhaktiya, viprabhariya, hmm? of the wives, the vipras, of the brahmins. He's aware of that. It, it, every, they called in their life as sadhakas, just like the sages of Dandakaran, upon his omniscience. Hmm? Hmm? He was relating intimately with his devotees, still as the side of them that could hear their prayers. And now again, their prayers have reached a point where. There should be the, the union should come come about. Hmm? So this is again the whole the secret. Why why wh- what this is all about? Hmm? 
why the boys are hungry, why the lunches weren't taken, why Krishna told, take, bring the lunch, meet us there, and he didn't go there. So, so, so Krishna speaks. They address both Ram and Krishna. You should solve the problem, but Krishna comes forward and, and gives a reply. Not Ram, not both of them. Of course, he speaks in one sense on half, half of both of them, but another sense because he created the problem. He's taking responsibility for it, hmm? and and he knows what he wa- what he wants to do here. Hmm? He wants to accomplish a couple of things. He wants to reveal to to us forever hmm? the shallowness of mindless Vedic rituals in pursuit of things that can be so um, lacking in terms of being a substantial adherence to the Veda hmm, that you could dismiss Vishnu hmm, as just one of the gods. When the whole idea of the Varnashram, Yagnavai Vishnu, Yagna is for Vishnu and Vishnu alone, Bhoktaram Jakatapasam, Sarvaloka Maheshparam, Suridam, Sarvabhutanam, he says. Gita says, I am the enjoyer of all sacrifice. Everything's meant for me. And if you know this, well, then we'll be on friendly terms. This is. This is beginning of bhakti, right? You know this. So, he's aware of these ladies. And the question arises in some of the commentary, well, why, how, how did the, these ladies get there? What, what, what's their position, these, 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 these wives of the, of the Brahmins, that they could call him? And that is all of their bhakti. They have bhakti. They have bhakti. Bhakti Sukriti and Bhakti, now they have Bhakti Prem, Prem Bhakti. Hmm? They've gone through Sadhana Bhakti. They had Bhakti Sukriti. They got did Sadhana Bhakti. They attained Bhava Bhakti. They attained Prem Bhakti. Hmm? And now they're here to develop further their Prem Bhakti. And I'm coming now to to, to certify you've, you, you've, you've done it. You're here. Hmm? So Krishna speaks out. So he's going to give the boys some instructions. Hmm? What does he say? He says, Prayata deva yajanam brahmana brahmabadinaha satram angirasam nama ki aste sarvakamaya. So he says, uh, you boys, you're hungry? Okay. Here's what you do. Nearby, these sophisticated brahmins from the city, they're having a sacrifice of Angirasa. This is a some kind of sacrifice that takes like 24 hours, 24 days. So it's a big, big yagya. Hmm? I remember when, when we uh, installed Krishna Balaram hmm, in, the, in the Krishna Balaram Mandir. It was a three-day affair. And uh, all, all these Brahmins uh, came and performed all types of... It was just... You know, like another language, you know, rituals and mantras and bring this and do that and so forth and so on. Prabhupada sat in his room and every now and then there was a function for the Acharya, like come now, put Tulsi on the feet of the deed. So he probably would come out and do that. Mm-hmm. So this went on for three days and, and we, pretty much his disciples, 
you know, we, we couldn't part- participate in it. We didn't know, you know, what it was all about. What's going on? It was part of the installation of the deities, and these Brahmins were doing it. It was a big thing uh, in that at that time too, because five Brahmin boys from the village were going to be taking initiation from Prabhupada, hmm. which means they would have been eating chapatis cooked by Westerners and. And so they, there was a lot of pressure on them. How can you do that? You know, your Brahman, this Brahmanism versus Vaishnavism and so forth. Uh, Varnashram criticizing and you know, not not giving. They may be they may be look like Vaishnavas, but they come from the West. How can they be Vaishnavas? We will not be. If we stand in their shadow, we will have to take a bath in the Javana. Mm-hmm. This kind of thinking. But five boys were coming forth. Such was the power of prophets campaign. It was a big thing. Mm-hmm. So all these Brahmins rituals and so on. Of course, when it was all over, then we performed Sankirtan and, and, and the, 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 the deity stores were opened. Mm-hmm. Krishna and Balaram stood before us and there was Prabhupada offering Arctic. Mm-hmm. And I was right at, right there at the front altar where the rail, if you've been there, the rail comes around holding on that rail and and Prabhupada turned, Prabhupada turned waved that Chamra. Mm-hmm fanning me and the other devotees. Tears poured out of my eyes like a like a fountain, weeping and weeping. Hmm? And next what it what it meant to what it, I uh, what it meant to Prabhupada that this had finally he he'd done it. This is the crowning jewel of all of his accomplishments to establish Krishna Balaram temple in Vrindavan hmm? Hmm? and have his disciples accepted hmm? to showcase his Baba he designed, you know, the deity from his heart. Those deities, that configuration of the deity, which you'll see everywhere now, wherever they install Krishna Balaram, it's pretty much the same. There is Krishna with his hand on the shoulder of Balaram, hand on his hip, or holding a stick like this. And this is just appeared in the heart of Prabhupada, right? Then he told his disciples how how the deity should be carved, and that Krishna Balaram temple. Oh, from there, Krishna Balaram temples have sprouted here, there. In Iskon, other places beyond, he was he was tendering to something that had been had not been given attention for a long time in Gaudiya Sampradaya, for a long time. But you can see that the current was there, such receptiveness was there on the part of so many to the worship of Krishna and Balaram. Right? Now you can go now. When I first went to Bern, before the Krishna Balaram temple was established. You could not find a Krishna Balaram deity anywhere in Vrindavan amongst all the all the deity makers, Mukutwalas and so forth. You could find Gornatai, Radha Krishna, you know, your Baal, Baal Krishna. Hmm? You'd always find a you know, a Hanuman or something, you know, a Shiva or what you never see a Krishna Balaram deity. Never, ever, ever, anywhere. Hmm? You go there now, you'll find in every shop they've got a Krishna Balaram deity. Hmm? All different sizes, yeah, different made out of different materials, and so on and so forth. Hmm? All the Makutwalas catering to that. And, you know, it's, a, it's a big thing what he did. Hmm? That Baba, hmm? what what an ocean, Sakya, a huge wave, I should say, of, from the ocean of Bhakti Rasa, of Sakya Rasa, he brought to the world, really appropriately so, um, as Sridhar said, empowered by Nityananda Prabhu himself, who was in a wide scale also. Did the same thing at the time of Mahaprabhu. Hmm. So anyway, when it when installation was all over, hmm, Prabhupada, Prabhupada told us, 
Actually, everything was complete by our Sankirtan. Mm-hmm. By our Sankirtan, it was complete. Once I was in the South India, my godbrother Shingamrush was opening a temple, so he invited uh, some um, some Brahmanas from the Madhva Sampradaya, I think they're from the Madhva Sampradaya, um, and to do the yagya and then install the deities. And so it was quite a long procedure. It was very beautiful, too. Uh, you know, so many colors, and we observed, and they, they performed it. And then when it was finished, then we picked up the deities and brought them to the altar, accompanied by Nam Sankirtan. Hmm? When we did that, hmm, those Brahmins looked at us like we were from another planet. What? What's that? What are they doing? What are they doing? Hmm? <laughs> It comes from Golok. They don't have. They have some sense of kirtan, obviously, in uh, in uh, in Baikunta. When I once I was staying in um, in Rishikesh, and there's a Satyanarayan temple there, Lakshmi Narayan temple, and so we would go every evening there and do kirtan, and uh, and I would speak to the devotees from Bhagavatam. There was a young uh, brahmachari there. I think they were all from the Ramanuja Sampradaya. And one night, some sadhus, Ramanuja sadhus, came and stood before the deed and they did kirtan. They chanted verses from the Bhagavatam. Hmm? And I was listening and I heard, Krishna Barnum Tisha Krishnam Sankopangasta Parshadam Yagnaisan Kirtanam Prayer Yajanti Sumedasaha Jayam Sada Paribabdam Adishtadoham all beautiful verses. They were chanting the verses from the 11th canto, 5th chapter, about the Yuga avatars. Hmm? And that night it was... These are all verses about Mahaprabhu. They don't understand them to be verses about Mahaprabhu. But it was so nice. There we were, devotees of Mahaprabhu, and they were saying, the deity was causing them to chant these verses on that day. It was so inspiring. And we performed Kirtan after that also. And then we were leaving the next day, and then the, the Pujara, who was younger, he said, Can I come with you? <laughs> mm. Mm. He was very inspired by us. We said, Sure, you can come with us. And then he, then he I think he said it the night before, and the next morning then, he, 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 you know, that night he said, only I have one question. Do I have to change my religion? <laughs> we said, no, you don't have to change your religion. But in the morning, by the night he was pressured either through his mind or some scars or others, and he didn't show up to leave, to leave with us. He was, he liked it, but... Hmm? So the point is that it, this is this is a very new thing, hmm? right? Hmm? This nonsense Kirtan was not even understood in Navadweep. Hmm? At the time, they complained. The, the Hindus complained to the Muslims leader. These these so-called Hindus are ruining our Hinduism. They're singing the name of Krishna out loud, and in the night, all night, we can't even sleep. Hmm? So, of course, our Goswamis showed us. Oh, it's all there in the scriptures. It's not something made up here. This is all in the scripture. Now is the time for it to come out and Mahaprabhu is the, is the bearer of this Namsan Kirtan. This is the method to his madness, right? Hmm? So here, what? He, Krishna gives them good instruction. He says, go to these Brahmins. They're performing a yagya and they're, they're concerned with Swarga Kamyaya. 
they want to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. This is their idea. Mm -hmm. This this is the this is the the uh, the motivation behind. So this is totally karma marg, right? He says, go there to sacrificial uh, Brahmins. They're performing a sacrifice. They're they're learned in the Vedic injunctions. They're, they they perform austerities. They've got all these qualities, um, and they got a desire to go to heaven from that. They're doing all this stuff to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. And this stuff is difficult. You've got to learn how to do it, how to chant the mantras. You've got to do it exactly right, like we said the other day. Otherwise, you're going to puff a smoke rather than a successful, successful sacrifice, right? such as karma marg. It takes expertise and, so, and, and some austerity. There may be some fasting involved at different points. And, and so pay close attention. It's got a 24-day sac sacrifice. Hmm? Big thing going on in their minds. Big, big thing, right? And what does Krishna tell them? Tatra gato vadatvo danam gopa patchatasmad visarditaha kirtayanto bhagavata aryasya mamat chabhidam. He tells them, go there. They're performing a big sacrifice, madhya gopas. And uh, in that sacrifice, there's odanam. Hmm? Go there, gata odana. Odana means rice. Hmm. So there's, there's going to be food offered in, in the sacrifice. So go there and um, and yeah, yeah, speak to them on, on, on our behalf. Hmm? First invoke the name of Ram, as they just did earlier. Hmm? because he's the older brother. Hmm? And also because, why? Because, well, in Mathura and even in Braj, it's known that Balaram is the son of Vasudev. Now, in substance, he's the son of Nanda, adopted son. Hmm? But, but aside from that, He's the son of Vasudev and Rohini. So, he is a Chatriya. Hmm? So, the Chatriya will be given more respect by these Brahmins than some Gopa hmm? from the village. So, perhaps by chanting the name of, of Balaram first, maybe you can dislodge them as the implication from what they're doing, hmm? rather than my name. Hmm? They have no understanding of me. The further away you get from Brudge, theologically, the closer you're going to get, you know, to to what what they're what these Brahmins are about. It's on the other end of the religious spectrum from the frame of Brudge. So we'll go a little further away from that. There's not much hope here, but <laughs> but invoke the name of Ram first, right? But he says, basically he says, go there and do kirtan, kirtayanto bhagavata. Of these names of God, which happen to be our names too, we were named after God, Ram and Krishna. So chant these names, Aryasya, Mama, Chadiba, and explain further that you've been sent by us because they want to assure the boys. The boys are thinking, okay. First, he tells them to go there. Packed into this verse, we find he tells them to go there and. Uh, Chant our names. He says, go there and do Sankirtan. That's what he's saying. Do Sankirtan. Hmm? Hmm. 
and and they're thinking and 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 ask for food, right? So the boys are thinking, well, how can we ask for food? We're not we're we're gopas. They're brahmins. Brahmins can beg, but Vaishas can't beg in the Varnashram. So it would be inappropriate. So Krishna says, no, no, no. no. Go in my name and beg in my name and in the name of Ram. Mention his name first. Sing our names and praise. Hmm? And on behalf of us, ask. Hmm? Implication is, you're Gopas, but you're Vaishnavas. Hmm? It's true that Vaishas can't beg in the Barnashram society. Hmm? Charity. Brahmins can. Hmm? Vaishas should be giving in charity and Kshatriyas relative to their wealth and so on and so forth. And the Brahmins, selfless as they should be, they can they can beg. But Vaishnavas can beg. Hmm? Vaishnavas, they do kirtan. They beg. Please, hmm? become a devotee. This is their begging. They go from house to house. They perform sankirtan. Hmm? They go from house to house and do Bhagavad Kata, hmm? this kind of kirtan. Hmm? They, yeah, they take a little milk, like Sukadev. They take a little something, right? Hmm? They do madukari, like a bee. They go from flower to flower. Hmm? They only stay long enough, not to eat, whatever they might get, but to share something. And a godbrother of mine once told me, I told this story before, he said, I'm going to such and such village today. Why don't you come with me? Madhukari is really good there. <laughs> I said, you're not doing Madhukari. <laughs> Madhukari is very good means they put butter on the chapatis over there. Lots of people give over there. You can, you can get, it's easy to get, get fed over there. Hmm? This is not Vaishnav consciousness. We don't have any hunger. We don't eat, right? We only honor Prashad. We do Madhukari for them. Hmm? We're going there hmm? to benefit them, right? It said Sukadev stayed long enough to milk a cow, during which he would share hmm, Bhagavad Kata with the householders, with the Vaishyas that he stayed, for example, in terms of um, having a cow and so forth. So Vaishnavas can beg. Hmm, on behalf of me, who has everything, you can beg. Hmm, beg people to stop thinking that they are the providers, or that anyone else can provide for them. Hmm. And show them that that I am the only provider. Let them come under my shelter, that they can actually be nourished. This is the work of the Vaishnavas. Go there in the midst of all their sacrifice. Yes, they do. They know how to do yagya. It's very complicated. They know how to chant at what time. Right? They 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 performed austerities. They're just brimming with Vedic uh, knowledge, but they don't know the purpose of the Vedas. Hmm? If they did then they would enter the kirtan with you, right? Satatam kirtayam tomam kirtantas chadudavata This is the way the devotees conduct themselves. And they are mahatmanas tumam parta daivim prakriti mashrita. He says, they are the mahat, they are the great souls. So he extols here the virtues of sankirtan over all these Vedic rituals. And in order to do sankirtan, you don't need to be very learned in the Vedas. You don't need to be tapasvi. Hmm? You don't need to have all so many other qualifications. You can just be a country bumpkin, a coward boy. Hmm? Pick up the kartal and a madranga and 
beat it with love, as Prabhupada said. Do kirtan. That's all. Hmm? They had the point here is from the text we see they had they've been glorified in the previous text. So many qualifications they had, hmm? but they were useless. Useless. They got intoxicated by their qualifications hmm, and couldn't recognize Krishna and Balaram, who, uh, at, whose, uh, at whose behest these coward boys were coming and inquiring. Now they'll inquire... Well, we'll get to that. So then Sukadev concludes this section. He says, Thus instructed by Bhagwan, Iti Adishta Bhagavata Gatvaya Chantate Tata Kritanjali Puttavipram Thus instructed by, by, by God, <laughs> he says, the coward boys went there and submitted their request. They stood before the Brahmins with folded hands in supplication, and they fell flat on the ground to offer respect. Trinadapi sunichena tororapi sahishnuna amanina manadena kirtaniya sadahari so here we see but the kirtan hmm, this should be accompanied by this mood Mahaprabhu says when you do kirtan with this with the, with this fourfold further qualification or disposition that you're humble like a blade of grass they didn't go and say we're here on behalf of Krishna and Balaram you are only yagnik brahmins you should listen to us hmm? we have something to teach you no they paid obeisances to the Brahmins. Hmm? They thought, oh, you have so many qualifications. What qualification do we have? Hmm? We're coming here to beg on behalf of Krishna and Balaram. Now that's something. Surely you'll think that's imp- that's significant. Hmm? Um, we're, we're just, you're great by other estimation and Krishna and Balaram are great. We're just the, the intermediary here. They're hungry. We're coming on their behalf. They're thinking, oh, they'll, they'll definitely give, and so of course we see they didn't. They didn't want to give. Hmm? But the humility point here of the of the of the cowherds in the midst of their sankirtan is emphasized. Right? Mahaprabhu says, if you do if you do kirtan with this disposition, then very quickly hmm, you'll get praying. Hmm? Hmm. Shri Krishna nam sankirtan ki jai, Gantaras Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Bode Premanandi. Any question? Yes. The sense of duty that arose in the voice as Krishna was speaking and then seemingly passed on it, is that like a sanctuary thought that came? We'd have to look through all 33 for something that would be appropriate, but. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think we could categorize it as such. Mm-hmm. Yes. You said Balaram was thought of as a pupil of the son of Yeah. Balaram was, you know, was conceived, as we could say, in the prison of Kamsa. It appeared that Devaki had uh, 
That's right. And what's your name? You know, when he lived, when he said he was kind to me. To Rohini's womb. To Rohini's womb. Right. Because Vasudeva is the husband of Rohini. <laughs> yeah. And Rohini was living in, 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 in... No, she was living in Mathura. And she came to the Braj. And gave birth there. Yeah. She came, came, she came there and, and she was in a similar stage of pregnancy as, as, as Yashoda, so they, they merged very much bonded, right. and so forth. Right. Yes, he, the son of Vasudev. But, that, but that's only the, 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 the formal yeah. uh, reality. There are a number of instances in the Bhagavatam where Balaram says to their face, I'm actually the son of Nanda. <laughs> <laughs> and they agree. They understand. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I know that when Nanda went to, to Mathura, he met Vasudeva. Vasudeva was still thinking that Krishna is my son. He thinks that all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he thinks that he's actually my son, but he understands also from the point of view of affection and love that Nanda Maharaj um, has more affection for that, he, that his son has more affection for Nanda Maharaj because he's raised by Nanda Maharaj. All of his whole childhood up until you know his adolescence is all there. So that forms you know in anyone a, a, a strong bond, right? Mm-hmm. And it shows up, mm-hmm. it shows up from time to time, even in Dwarka in Mathura. He was thinking always that that is my son. Yeah. Uh, and Nanda didn't bother to tell him, no, actually, he's my son. Nanda didn't tell Vasudev. No. Krishna is his son. No. <laughs> he, he, he tells himself in <laughs> <laughs> the others. Yeah. All right, so we'll stop there. Sisidaji Gopal ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Haribo. I see Rohini Nanda. How do you ball, Rohini? Let me see. You got the right name for this, Leela. Yeah. <laughs> and these questions, Rohini Nanda.